Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. All this week, Mary Alice has been talking about the many names of God. And of course, there are so many that we won't be able to get to them all. But it is kind of interesting to think about the greatness of God and the fact that God is so awesome and so great that he has to reveal himself to us with names that speak to a particular part of his character. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I've uh, been in ministry for a long time. And I was thinking about what I would do if I had to do over again. And probably most of the things I'd do pretty much like I did them. But uh, I, I thought I would give more time to contemplating God. You know, we've talked about many aspects of who God is and what God does in our messages at New Spring. But looking back, I thought, well, I'd like to think more about the eternality of God and, and the infinity of God and the greatness of God. But that's a challenge to do because God is so great. And I think that's one of the reasons why God reveals himself by so many different names in the Bible. Well, today I want to talk about perhaps the name of God in the Bible. That sound, it's a strange sounding word, but it's a tremendous, tremendous thought. And I think it'll be something that you and I will want to think about throughout the day. Then this name for God is Jehovah Sidkenu. And uh, in the last word there, Sidkenu, there's a silent T. It's T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. Uh, but what it means is the Lord, our righteousness. And we find it a couple of times in the book of Jeremiah. I want to pick it up in Jeremiah chapter 23, which is a really important chapter. I don't know if you can see this or not, but it, it may be so faint. I, I marked my Bible with map crayola, but uh, I'm, this chapter is all marked up because uh, Jeremiah 23 is just a tremendous chapter about the times that the people of God were in in Jeremiah's day, but there's so much like our times today. So I want to pick it up in verse 5, and this is prophecy. The time is coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line, he will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. And of course, I'm reading from the NLT, which has the English translation. The Lord is our righteousness. And that day Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. Well, I think there was a, a near term fulfillment of that prophecy in the coming of Jesus into our world. He came into our world the first time to live the perfect life that we can't live, and then he died on the cross for us uh, to pay for our sins. But obviously there's a long-term fulfillment in this that I think refers to the millennial reign of Jesus, which will be after the tribulation when Jesus comes back from heaven with us. We will have been raptured to heaven seven years before that. The world will be under the, the reign of Jesus Christ. And, and so much fills my mind when I think about that. I think about just how wicked our world is today and the leaders that our world has and how many of them are, are uh, well, definitely, definitely not righteous. How wonderful it's going to be to have a righteous king rule over all the earth. And I look forward to that. But there is, of course, the very personal fulfillment of this prophecy in your life and my life the lord our righteousness you know the scriptures tell us in romans chapter 3 that there is none righteous no not one so the only way that we're going to be righteous is to be given that righteousness and and that can only come through jesus christ from god in the book of second corinthians chapter 5 in the 21st verse we have one of the most 
deep verses in scripture. Every time I read it, I think, wow, this is, I almost feel like Moses when God told him to take his shoes off because he was on holy ground. This is so deep and so um, intimate in regard to the very person of God that, that I just feel like it's a, it's a ma massive, massive verse. So here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God, for he, God the Father, made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's a tremendous verse. In other words, Jesus, who was righteous, was made to be sin for us. When you think about Jesus on the cross, at that moment, or uh, those six hours when Jesus was hanging on the cross, God literally looked upon his son as though he were sin itself. In other words, sin was completely laid on Jesus Christ so that he was punished for all our sins. In order that the righteousness that he earned could be transferred to our account. So let me give you that verse one more time. For he, God the Father, has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Not that we might become righteous, but that we might be made or be granted righteousness. I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you, but uh, in heaven there's a picture of God's redeemed children, and it says they were given white robes. In other words, they were granted white robes to wear, which were, according to the book of Revelation, the righteousness of the saints. So today, uh, let's just make this practical. You and I live in a world where it's not very righteous. And then on top of that, we have to deal with the fact as we look at our own hearts and lives, we realize we're not righteous ourselves. You know, one of the things that I find strange about our culture today is all the virtue signaling that's taking place. And if that's a, um, a, a new term to you, virtue signaling is just an expression that we give to people who you know, quickly articulate political correctness because they want to be thought of as being okay. In other words, they're saying, I want everyone to think I'm righteous by my political correctness here. Well, in this world, it's important for us to realize the only way we could ever be righteous is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and have his righteousness applied to my account and to your account. I always think about it this way. I think that when the books of heaven are open, the book of life is open and our name is written in that book right under my name and your name if we both trusted jesus christ as lord and savior it'll say see the record of jesus christ because his righteousness is applied to us so if you come across that name for god jehovah sid canoe that is a strange word but it's a wonderful word it simply means the lord is our righteousness let's pray father god thank you for the grace that we have in Jesus, and for the fact that righteousness has been granted to us, given to us, righteousness that we did not earn. Now, Lord, we pray that you will help us to grow closer to living out that righteousness by making the choices that align with your word. God, you are holy and wonderful, and we indeed declare you. You are the Lord, our righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll be back soon to talk about another name of God.